goes. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 podcast presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best in customer-first care in Adair County. United Citizens Bank, we do it all right here. For the show's intents and purposes, I'm your host, Will Rich, and I am joined yet again tonight by our very noisy, fearless leader, Clay Turner. Clay, how are you? I'm doing great, Will. How are you? I do have to ask. How did I become noisy? Well, it sounded like you were chewing on a salad or something over there. Uh oh. Maybe because I knew what was coming up and it just had me thinking about a salad. <laughs> Maybe because our <laughs> we are also joined tonight by our producer, Seth Dunbar. Yeah, I don't know. Were you opening a Capri Sun again, Clay? There was no Capri Sun, so I actually have no clue. I'm actually out. Tribe 44 scavenger hunt. If you go back and list some of the episodes and try to pick out, it's in the last two or three episodes, try to pick out a time where you hear like this loud, uh, I don't know how to describe it, this loud metallic and plastic meeting sound like a... That is Clay opening and drinking a Capri Sun throughout our interview. So uh, Clay takes these very seriously while he opens and drinks. My throat gets his... dry, you know. <laughs> Clay, gotta, I gotta the... have some juice. Clay, I'm, I will have to be honest. One of the most bizarre things in my life was I invited you over to my house during March Madness to watch some college basketball. And I had like four TVs set up and I text Clay, you know, I was in my man cave at our new house. And I was like, Clay, you want to come over and watch like four or five basketball games at the same time? Clay's like, yeah. And Clay shows up at the house and he's sitting there and I'm doing the cordial thing. And I say, hey, Clay, you want anything to drink? I'm going to go get something to drink. He's like, yeah, you got any Capri Sun? Which I have. <laughs> I have a toddler, so it was like, yeah, I got Capri Sun. <laughs> so, you know, here's, the, here's my Capri Sun thing. It ain't great, but it's just so cold that it just tastes wonderful because it's cold. So, so a warm Capri Sun just wouldn't do it for you. Oh, a warm Capri Sun would almost be about as bad as milk with ice. I think <laughs> milk and ice. I, I think I saw like a something on. It, of course, it was on Facebook, so it had to be true. Somebody had like posted they'd opened up their Capri Sun and there was like worms in there, and so that's what I see every time I drink a Capri. You know, if I think about drinking a Capri Sun, that's what I see in my head is a little worm on the inside of that. I but, haven't chewed any worms while I was drinking it, but if I do, I'll let you know. You know what? You keep doing you, Clay. You keep drinking. <laughs> those Capri Suns and I'm going to keep supporting you because if you come over here I've always got a Capri Sun or a Kool-Aid Jammer one that's all I need in life yeah so that actually brings me to my first question it's going to be food related Clay and I'm going to ask you because I've been thinking about this a lot is there anything that restaurants in Columbia used to have that you loved that they discontinued or they don't have it anymore I personally am not a huge McDonald's person but when I was, I don't, I'm not sure how old I was, but I honestly think I was around six to eight. It used to have these shake-up salads. They literally were in just like a cup that you would drink, and they were fantastic. I so you drink the salad? Loved, you wouldn't drink the salad, but it was in a... Oh, it was in just a, in a can of Coke, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe they stuck it in a blender and shook it up real hard. And but it is. It. it was a great, but for some reason, it's gone. I, it didn't last that long. I know Seth's wife said she was a big fan of it, so at least me and her. So it was just a normal salad. It was great, though. In a cup. You would shake it up. I'm telling you what. Wouldn't the, like, wouldn't the dressing and stuff like fall to the bottom and you had to like fish it out? 
It was great. Don't question it. It was just okay. <laughs> so you sh- so that's the point of the shake up. You close the lid and you shook it up. Close it up. To- yep, shake it up. It's almost kind of like if you ever had a salad from Subway, kind of how they do theirs. That's probably how you were a childhood prodigy because you were six or seven years old eating salads. <laughs> Maybe that could be true. I, I wasn't was, a big fan of salads at that age. When I was six or seven, I was eating chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs, and Clay was eating shake-up salads. Shake-up salads with milk about every meal. Hey, strong bones. Will, what's your what's your take on this? I think, okay, I've been thinking about it a lot, actually, lately, because now Taco Bell has this, it's like a taco, chicken taco sandwich, and what it is is like this little flatbread, and they, they're so small. They're like less than the size of, like your, it's much smaller than your cell phone, I would say. This little bitty taco thing in a little flatbread roll-up with some chipotle sauce on it. And they're trying to bring back this thing that they used to have. And Clay, I'm not kidding. I was like 16 years old driving by myself. And I would go almost, if I didn't go every day to get this, I went almost every day to get this. It was called a flatbread chicken sandwich at Taco Bell. And it was probably the greatest fast food item I have ever put in my mouth. And they got rid of it. And actually, you talked about Lindsay really liked the uh, shake-up salad, Seth's wife. Seth actually gets physically upset when you bring (laughs) up the flatbread chicken sandwich because it's one of those things that it should have never left. And they brought it back. And then, like when I was 17 or 18 and I got Samantha hooked on them and they took them away again and they've never brought them back. But it's like Moby Dick in that book where they're just searching for that great white whale or whatever it's called. And I'm just searching for this flatbread chicken sandwich and I'm never going to find it. You know what's wild? I feel like I, I don't know a lot in life, but I do know food. But that is one thing I'd never, ever had. And I don't know how. Well, I'd never had the shake-up salad, so I guess we're even on that. Yeah, and I guess you, we are. I guess you can probably also hear Ace. This is his Tribe 44 debut. <laughs> He's sitting here trying to make a make an announcement. We are very professional here at Tribe 44 Podcast. I've, I'm now holding my eight-week-old son. So here's, here's um, the... Here's the bad part, Will. You said I make noise. I literally live by myself, so I have, like, no excuse to make noise for me because there's no other noise here. <laughs> We've had an episode where I swear to you you were eating a salad. I and was then, not. And that was during basketball season. And now we've had one where you were opening Capri Sun, and I don't know what you were doing during the intro, but there, there was something clicking there, and I love it. Well, that was a long Intro there, Clay, because this first segment now is brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey's has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981. There it was. There's the Capri Sun. There it was. Since 1981, and they're committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. So, Clay, I'm going to let you introduce our guest of the week, uh, and we'll get this ball rolling, and I'll just get out of the way until it's time for me to speak up. Tonight, we'll be joined by... One of two people who have played in Dare County and actually has a national championship in college. And we're joined tonight by Matt Rogers. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Matt, of course, you played in Dare County. What, what's one memory about playing in Dare County that's, uh, that really sticks out for you? Oh, there's a lot of really good memories. Um, you know, playing with a lot of teammates is, is, is really the biggest memory. But I guess if it's just narrowed down to one, it's got to be – uh, probably a win against Glasgow junior year, uh, which would have probably been uh, 97, uh, that 97 years. So that, that Glasgow win was, was probably one of the 
bigger memories that uh, I, I can think of. We actually talked to Coach Peck last week, and he has a lot to say about that Glasgow game from, from his perspective. So you want to talk about that game for just a few minutes on from a player's perspective? I can. You know, it, it, you know just a little bit. We, we had uh, – I don't think very many people, people gave us a shot to, to win that game, um, uh, you know, uh, across the board. Uh, but, yeah, I think we kind of just shocked them a little bit. We had uh, – we had uh, a really good running back, West Staten, and uh, we, we controlled the uh, the clock. Uh, we controlled the kind of line of scrimmage, and he, he had a he had a really good game. Uh, so we kept the ball uh, most of the game and uh, really to the end. So it was uh, it, all in all, it, it was it was a big win. I can remember quite a bit about that game, but yeah, a lot of fun. Matt, were you a guard or a tackle? I was at right guard. Right guard. Okay. Of course, you played middle linebacker too, right? Yes, yes. What was your favorite, offense or defense? Defense, yeah, by far defense. You know, uh, defense was my favorite from from the time I can remember playing football. What's your favorite Coach Peck story? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know if I can tell it on this podcast, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) no. Uh, You know, probably a lot to do with that Glasgow game. He he was really excited that game. Uh, You know, the emotions – I can't remember one individual moment, uh, but there, there was a lot of good ones. You know, just an intense coach. And, you know, I've had a lot of coaches like that. I think that's the kind of coaches that I like. So, yeah, I, I don't have a real one specific story that I can remember right now that uh, that, that sticks in my mind. And you said that Glasgow game where you all beat them was your junior year? It was. It was my so, junior year. Yeah. So I have heard – from multiple sources that the next year, the halftime speech from Coach Peck after, you know, the Glasgow game the year after y'all beat him was a, was a whale of a speech. Do you have any recollection of that at all? You, you know, I don't. But if I remember, that score was really lopsided. <laughs> that, that's what I remember most about that game. We, we, uh, they handed it to us pretty good. I, I think they had <laughs> memories of the year before. Matt, you're a big physical guy. Do you remember one play in particular in high school where you thought you really got a hold of somebody, you really laid a kid out? I had a um, – let's see. It was a – I believe we were playing Monroe County one time, and I don't remember just – this is not a kid just laying somebody out, but we'd have some plays where the guard would pull. And there was a big D tackle uh, that, that, that they had on their team. that uh, We called one play, and, and we ran it, and – you know, it's almost like I ran into a brick wall it, it, the first two times. And I was getting pretty frustrated. My hand would come down, and it hit the bridge of my nose, and it was bleeding. And so I just kept asking to, to, to run that play again. So I finally got him one good time. So I, I do remember that one. When did you think to yourself that you were able to play in college? Or was that something that came to a surprise to you even when you got the, you know, the chance to play at Western? Well, I, I always want to play football. I just enjoyed the sport. You know, Coach Peck always it told me, you know, if I'm going to play college, I'm going to be playing on the line. I didn't have, I wasn't the fastest kid by any means, but um, so I was going to Western. I, I knew that, and just talking to those guys, it just it, it, I was offered a preferred walk-on spot. So that's the route I did. So it's probably probably my senior year football year. I did. I decided I wanted to play college football, and. Uh, you know, when that opportunity came up to 
kind of come on with the rest of the group and start uh, with the, um, you know, as a preferred walk on at camp, uh, that, that 99 year, that's something that I really just jumped on. So take us into it. Cause I mean, 99% of the population and even higher percentage of the population in Adair County hasn't played collegiate sports. So, Take us into what goes into not only playing in college, but going from a preferred walk-on spot to uh, ultimately being a starter on a national championship team. Well, there's a big time commitment. You, you know, it's it, it's practice every day. It's weight. It's uh, you know, you, you got your uh, film, your breakfast check, your therapy. Uh, a lot of time commitment, but you know, if if it's something, it, it keeps you on schedule. So there's not a lot of free time to, to you know, to to do other to do other things to to kind of get off track. So, but not, I think that kind of helped me academically uh, because you had a certain amount of time to to, to spend do, doing your studies with uh, with everything else you had going on. You only had limited time to spend on your academics. So I think that helped. And then just getting from a preferred walk on to a you know scholarship. It's just working hard, and and that's and again, I, I think Coach Beck and Coach Harmon, and Coach McAllister. I, th- I think those guys would tell you I, I wasn't the most athletic guy. I just uh, you know I, I was a hard worker, and I think I think that helped you know get getting that scholarship. Matt, usually when you hear about somebody from high school senior to college senior, the size is a lot different. Do you remember your high school senior year weight and size compared to your college senior year size? Well, it, 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 was probably, it was similar weight, but it was a lot different weight. You know, you probably six foot two, 220, 225, maybe high school, six foot, six one, 230, 235 playing weight at, at Western. Of course, when you get in that strength conditioning program, really year round, your body type changes, you get faster, you get stronger. That, that's the, that, that's the difference there. I, I remember. I tell a story about when you when I got to Western, we were going to come in as a uh, you know the preferred walk on, and all the freshmen were going to come to camp at the same time. So when we get there, we go to the cafeteria, get ready for lunch, and then we're going to meet there. I don't know two two thirty in the afternoon. Well, some some big guys here. I didn't think that uh, you know the the upper classmen were going to report till uh, till the uh, till a few days later. Well, they they weren't they they were the they were the incoming freshmen with so that you know they looked they looked you know 23 24 years old and they looked like grown men uh, but they they were they were the same class I was. Matt, what was something about college versus high school that you really had to change, or was it the work ethic? Was it what was something about college that the adjustment was just kind of hard compared to high school? The, the speed. It's just the speed of the game. You know, guys are fast, faster. Guys are bigger. Guys are stronger. But it's really the speed, speed of games, speed of, speed of practice. You know, they're, they're throwing. You know, you, you get a lot thrown at you. But you know, it's still the same, still the same game. A lot of the same con- concepts. But uh, just, just the speed, a little quicker game. Matt, you were a lineman in high school, and then, if I'm not mistaken, by the time you were done with your time at Western, you'd become a tight end. Is that right? Am I right there? You're right. That's right. Okay. So what goes into, like, what kind of adjustment was that to move from a high school lineman to a college tight end? 
Well, it wasn't really an adjustment I, I wanted to make. So I came in as a linebacker at, at Western. I, I played the first two years of linebacker, my redshirt freshman year and freshman year, and had a couple of All-Americans in front of me at linebacker. And again, the, the, the speed was, you know, not, not quite there. So the, the coaches approached me and said, hey, you know, we want you to get on the field. If you want to get on the field, what do you think about moving to tight end? Whatever you need me to do. So that, that's when the move came. Actually, there was a spring there where I went to fullback for about two weeks and then found myself at, at tight end shortly thereafter. So from about my sophomore year on, I, I finished up at at, at, uh, at tight end. Now, going from offensive lineman to, to tight end a, a few years later, there's a um, Western scheme uh, at the time, Coach Harbaugh, we, we didn't pass a lot. It's similar to Coach Beck's offense, you know, ball control, you know, kind of pound it and, you know, you know, run the ball quite a bit. So it was a, uh, it was mainly a block and roll. Uh, there were some, you know, re- receiving involved, but similar to, to, to the offensive line I played in, uh, in, uh, high school, just a, a few pass opportunities. You being in Bowling Green now, are you still a big Western fan? We do, yeah, we, quite a bit. We, we go to we go to the games uh, when we can. I've got a twelve year old and an eight year old son, and you know our, our weekends are spent on baseball fields, football fields, and all that. So we, we don't we're, we're not as uh, we, we don't go as many games we'd like to, but uh, we go to them. We we watch them when we can. We'll talk about your uh, son and what their little league team was able to accomplish this summer here in just a minute. But I still want to stay on uh, the topic at uh, Western. So, you know, I talked about a very small percentage of people have played college sports and even smaller percentage of people have played in a national championship game. You're one of two Dare County alumni that have competed in and won a national championship. Shay Martin just did so at Lindsey Wilson and you were a few years before that. Playing on a national championship team, take us into that that particular game. What goes into the prep and you know the experience of getting to play in that at that level? Yeah, it, it was a that, that was an interesting year. So it it, it didn't uh, it didn't start out that way. Actually, it didn't start out very good at all. That, that, that first year, we started out two and three, and two of the three losses we had were against Western Illinois. And um, let's see, there was – and McNeese State, who we eventually end up playing in the national championship uh, game. So so we go through the season, and and at, at the end of the season, we're, we're concerned that are, are we even going to make the playoffs? Because playoffs are a little different, you know, um, than, than you know, it's not bowls. We, we have playoffs there. So we didn't even actually know if we were going to make the playoffs. So we make the playoffs. I think we get uh, Murray State at home the second game. Uh, we, we beat them. Then we go on the road to Western Illinois, and we, we beat them at, at their place. So kind of to, to, to revenge one of the earlier losses we had that season. Then we go to Georgia Southern, and uh, they had a really good program. They had several years in a row where they were, you know, t- top of that league at the time, uh, beat them. And then, of course, McNeese State and the national championship game where we had lost to them earlier that year. So, but we knew a little bit about them. They they beat us down at their place that year. But we, we had a we had a good game plan going in, and uh, everything came together. Everything came together at the right time. Matt, did you ever play the college football video game? Oh yes, yes, love that game. Yes. What kind of offense did you like to run? Did you like to run 
kind of run heavy like you always played or I was all verticals. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm taking it back. I, I'm just so you're how <laughs> you're how mummy throw it deep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Talking about your son, you know, one of your son, the one that was 12, got a, a neat experience. You know, y'all made the league worth it. You helped coach on that team too, right? I did. I, I helped out. I, I wasn't one of the three main coaches, but I guess my role was I threw BP to him and you know was there with him during practices. But that that was a that was a that was a lot of fun. Fun ride. Got cut uh, short there, but it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure that was a, an experience you'll always remember. And, you know, watching your kid do that, too, was such a neat experience, I'm sure. It was. You know, we knew the risk going in. Of course, they, they got they made it to the regionals and uh, had won uh, two, two games there and had dropped a middle one to Illinois. And we were getting ready to play Ohio again, who eventually made it to the Little League championship and then about two hours before the game we got a call that we had a positive COVID test so that was a that was heartbreaking news but you know like I said we knew the risk going into it and we get home and it's only a matter of time several others had had got that positive test by the time we got to kind of back to Bowling Green and settled in so but they they had a good run a good run and it was it, it was good to see that uh, that Ohio team and, and Michigan team was actually in that same region uh, the Great Lakes region uh, were uh, actually ended up being in the championship game at Williamsport. Matt, going back to your Dare County days a little bit, who was your favorite teammate that you ever had growing up and through high school? Favorite teammate? Oh, I had so many. Golly, that's, that's a tough one. You know, it, probably got to pick somebody from my class. You, you, you know, he had you know, West State was a good friend growing up. David Rooksbury, of course, Darren Glights and – and you had Philip Bow and Adams Orns, and uh, there, there were several. In uh, Eric Eubank played on the senior year, so I, I don't think I can pick just one, but I'd have to say it's one of those that uh, were in the same class with me. Now you talked about getting to help with your son's little league team, but you got to be around your dad a lot in the high school experience. So what was that like to get to have your dad there, pretty close to the sidelines every single? You know, every single day, he's a staple in Adair County Athletics. Uh, it was great. It, it, it was really good. I mean, he's been doing that, you know, well over maybe 45 years uh, now. It, it was great. It, it was good. He's, uh, you know, having a conversation on, on the on sidelines. And uh, that's one of the better memories that, that I have is seeing him on the sideline, running off and talking to him. Uh, that, that's something I, I'll never forget. So it's uh, – that was a neat experience. You got your fair share of extra critiques on the sideline than other kids got, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. There's no question. <laughs> no question. Well, from your high school teams, who is one person who maybe didn't get as much credit as being like a star player, but who was really, really good? You know, there was several guys that I played with that, that were really good. Going back to – I guess just thinking back, I guess freshman year on, freshman year on, you had your Eric Grant. You guys had him on earlier on. You had the Brent Bart and Craig Fees, Chris Tucker, Landon Edwards, and then sophomore year, another good group. Marcus Caldwell, who I ended up playing with at uh, at, at Western, Sammy Janakis, Chris Marshall was in that in that group. Junior year, let's see, Steve Cheatham. He was a he was a good 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 player. Philip Brown, Douglas Shively, 
you know, that didn't get a lot of the credit. David Rooksbury, my senior year, he played uh, fullback and linebacker. And, and even that, that, that Glasgow game, you know, he, he was he was low to the ground, he was super strong, like a bowling ball. And then also on the team, he was a junior my senior year. I'd have to say Nick James, uh, really strong offensive defensive lineman. So he played – so I'm gonna say he was right tackle. He, he he was a he was a really good really good player that that I don't guess probably got a lot of the the credit that he needed to. Matt, talking about kind of lighthearted away from football. What is something that you enjoy doing? What's the, some hobbies that you have? Well, right now that the basically you know outside of work, it's doing whatever my kids are involved with, and they're involved with quite a bit. Outside of school, they, they do you know, football, baseball, and basketball, and wrestling. So that's that's really my hobbies is being with my boys and, and whatever they're doing. And that's what we spend um, uh, most of our time most of our time doing. Matt, Will's the father. Seth's the father. You're a father. I am not a father. So what's what's one parenting tip you could give me? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, my kids may may tell you that uh, I'm not the one to be giving tips, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, uh, love them and encourage them. I guess that's that's what that's what I'd say. So, Matt, when you come back to Columbia to see family, what's your go-to Columbia restaurant? Where do you want to go eat? I, I'm gonna say uh, we call it Betty's. Is I mean, it may not be Betty's anymore, but OK Country Cooking. I, I like that. Okay. Uh, Plays a big baddies guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's that's, and of course you can't beat Moore's pool room. Uh, that that's that's always a. I was gonna say always a staple. That's a place that doesn't get mentioned enough on this show. Moore's pool room should be mentioned. It should be mentioned (laughs) at least once a week on this show, Clay. Oh yeah, I some you know where it's at. I sometimes forget about it. No. Oh yeah, it's good. The burger and the fries and you you throw in the catfish every now and then. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, catfish on Friday nights is really good. That's it. That's it. Clay's one of those. He's got a different restaurant that he eats at every day. So, Clay, <laughs> what day of the week is uh, the pool room for you? Some occasionally on Friday nights if I'm not doing much. Right now it's high school football, so Friday nights a little bit busy. But Matt, you're at Bowling Green. What's some of your go-to places in Bowling Green? Oh wow, I eat pretty good. Uh, so uh, there, there's a lot of. You know, we we eat when we go out to eat. We we do roosters or I've never you know, been to roosters. I need to go. Not, I've never been to. One. I've been we, once. I do. I, I get the wings. They they've got a good uh, they've got good wings or big wings. What uh, kind of flavor do you get? I get the uh, I go with the medium on, on the wings. Now uh, there's also the buffalo chicken pizza that my wife gets, and I try to take a slice or two when she gets that. I'm a big fan of buffalo chicken. That's where that's where it's at for me. Well, Matt, we won't keep you too much longer, but there is one thing that I was super impressed by looking, you know, trying to do my research a little bit on you. And we've got a lot of younger listeners, younger even than Clay and myself is our main demographic. So a lot of them are either finishing up college or in college right now. And you were able to gain an athletic scholarship, compete at a high level in college football, and get an engineering degree. Wow. Tell the people listening who are who are in the same boat as you or maybe just trying to get a degree, you know, what kind of dedication does that take to be able to do, to do something so difficult? 
Well, it, it, I think it is a dedicated it's a, it, time commitment. So when you're when, when most of your day is, is scheduled out and, and planned, and you only have a certain amount of time to to, to do those studies, I, I think that I think that's actually what helped me. So if, if say if I had a you know uh, didn't have the, the the football and the extracurricular stuff, that you know to have more time to. Uh, to, to maybe not focus on something else out, outside of the study. So I think just, you know, you, you kind of have your day planned out. In the mornings, you, you go to you get your therapy, then breakfast check, then your classes, then film, and then conditioning, then practice, then back to more film or study hall. And then, then it was time to go to bed and do it all over again. So I think I, I think just, you know, fo- focusing in on, on the time you have and schedule everything out, it, it really kind of helped me. Well, you must be a more planned out person than what I ever am because I didn't play college sports. I barely got a degree and you found time to do that, have an engineering degree and have a wife and kids. So you must have extra hours in your days in my book because I, I don't <laughs> think I could I don't think I could be able to do all that. But, you know, Seth Dunbar, our producer, he is a math teacher and he has texted me wanting to know which calculus class in college you thought was the hardest because he thought that calculus two was the most difficult. Cal- calculus two was a was a was yeah i'd say i'd say that's right calculus two and then you had a calc three and then a differential equations class but i think calc two was probably probably the tough i think seth i think that's what <laughs> seth agreed with i, I wouldn't know I, I, was, I was gonna say i would not know either if you, you stuck me in calculus one i'd probably drop out and i'd be a bum yeah. somewhere on the street i would never so. i would never get to calculus two to no <laughs> <laughs> uh, we barely made it through pre-cal in high school yeah. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I just thought of a question to ask where you went. Uh, you said yeah. you graduated in 99? Yes, yes. You go to school with Matt Loy, right? I did. Yeah, I sure did. You got any good Matt Loy stories growing up? I've got a ton of Matt Loy stories. I've got I've got a I've got a ton of them. No, Matt was a you know, that's a, that's a guy. He, he should have played football. So he, I don't know. You probably you all know he was a really good athlete, really good basketball player. He played. I, I'll tell this one. He played one year uh, of baseball so the year he played baseball he actually got thrown out of the game and I, i'll tell you why he, he came in he's running third and he he ran over the catcher and i don't guess he knew you couldn't run over the catcher uh but but he got he got thrown out of the game so that that was a good one yeah that, there's there, there's several more that, that i got on on that but i'll save those for another time i'll have to let him know about that because i i didn't know about that story yeah. yeah, that'll that'll be a good one. Yeah, make sure that he remembers that part was brought up, Clay, because if Matt gets a hold of the the audio that he said he was a good athlete and all this, he'll replay that over the bank loudspeakers. <laughs> yeah, that'll honestly, be what, that'll that's be what you hear when you're on hold at the bank. Yeah, that's all you'll hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh me. Well, Matt, we appreciate you being on. We. Uh, we were tickled to have you when we had the opportunity. When Seth told us we had the opportunity to talk to you, we couldn't turn it down. So we're glad that you decided to to join us tonight and hope you enjoyed doing it. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I really enjoyed doing it. And I, I really like this podcast. I, I was telling uh, Texas Seth when he, when he asked me to be on. And it's, uh, y'all do a great job with it and a uh, good way for me to keep up with everything that's going on back, back home. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you for being on. We're having a blast doing it, and we're glad that you were able to to join us tonight. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. Clay, I really enjoyed having Matt Rogers on the show. It's nice to actually get to talk to a 
you know, somebody who is considered to be the most successful college athlete coming from our school. So to get to have the conversations with him is another thing I just love about this show, Clay. He, co- he called in from Bowling Green. He's definitely not our farthest away that's called. What, Joseph called from what, Nebraska? Yeah, I think Joseph's got that pretty easily so far. Yeah, so enjoyed having him on. Thought he did a good job. He was, you know, it's not every day you get to talk to people that have been in the locker rooms of national champions, and now we've had two in our school history, and we've talked to both of them on this show. So that's uh, that, pretty cool. You know what, Clay? That's why we're the number one sports podcast in Adair County. We are, and you may we ask get, how many there are, but that's not important. We'll just that's, stick for the first time. No, that's not important. We don't want to. We don't want to get into how many that w- there are. We're number one, and that's all anybody needs to be concerned about. We were, you know, I'm going to brag on this for just a second, Clay. We were able to eclipse right before the Coach Peck episodes. We were able to eclipse the 3,000 stream mark on our podcast. So that's basically about a thousand, a little more than a thousand streams a season because football is not even half over yet. So thank you to the people that listen. We've eclipsed the 3000 mark. We're actually somewhere around 34, 3,500 now at this point. So thank you to the people that continue to listen because we were expecting to have our moms listen. And I was not expecting anybody else. Like basically my mom and Samantha sometimes if she needed something to listen to while she uh, I don't know, clean the house or something. But, yeah, you know, that's awesome. And, you know, Facebook, we just got our 500th like, so you want to talk about the support from community and stuff. We just really appreciate it. Yeah, and, you know, you you think about those numbers and you think, well, that's really not that impressive. But think about the people that follow high school sports and then think about the people that are able to access a podcast and that you know, where those two groups meet is very slim, I feel like. You know, I feel like we've got some pretty avid listeners from that group. And I'm I'm just tickled to death, and I just wanted to thank the people that listen. Eventually, we would stop doing this if all that listened was our moms. So Yeah, and, you know, like the streams and the <coughs> Facebook likes. Streams, you know, not everybody can get access to it. Not everybody's got, you know, and like Facebook, not everybody has Facebook. So the fact that we were able to get so many likes and so many streams is just super impressive, and we really appreciate it. Number one sports podcast in Adair County, and that's because of the the listeners. Thank you all so much. So that's the portion where we brag on ourselves. Now, this next segment is brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries is known to have what you need for your next project. Milwaukee Power Tools, yep, they've got it. Porter Paint, check. Rental Center, yep, they've got that too. I need to go pick up. I I talked about it a few weeks ago. I've got a half off of a rent, something to rent at at Jeffries. I need to go get that. I don't know what I'm going to rent, but anyway. Go see the folks at Jeffrey's Hardware, the friendly hardware store. So, Clay, coming up this week, we've got Taylor County, the big rivalry game with Taylor County. So it is officially, this being Monday, when people were able to access this, this is officially Taylor County week. So take us into our big upset that we're going to pull over the Cardinals. Taylor County's a really good team. They're a young team, though. They're led by a bunch of sophomores and freshmen skill-wise, but they're a very good team. They're going to be the favorite against us. But one thing we've got over them, we've got lots of experience. we got a lot of seniors that are playing. we got some young kids who are playing. We have a lot of seniors. we got a lot of experience. It's going to be a home game. I really hope the place is packed. And I think our experience will win out as I think we will upset Taylor County and win by the final score of 32-31. to 31. You know, you've been pretty dead on up to this point, I think. So far – and like I said, the case case score I got pretty close on, I think. But yeah, you're, you've been pretty successful with those picks up to this point. So I like the bold prediction of us beating Taylor County this week. 
always want to beat Taylor County at everything. I don't care if we're playing water polo against them. I would like to be able to beat them at that. So football should be no different. And hopefully the boys are able to pull that off again this week. Well, this final segment, we always have a lot of fun with this, Clay. It's brought to you by no one. We have sponsorship opportunities available. Contact us on Facebook or Tribe44Podcast at gmail.com. But until we get this spot filled, we're just going to shout out random businesses, and we're going to shout out actual businesses this time, Clay. We're not going to talk about the yeah, government buildings. Okay, go ahead. What are we going to shout out tonight? It's going to be Moore's Pool Room. Matt mentioned it earlier. Hey, I I like it. I think it's perfect. Moore's Pool Room has great burgers, has great fries. I've never had their buffalo chicken strips. Oh, that's my go-to. I heard they're great. Go to, Friday, go to Morris Friday Pool nights, Room for your buffalo chicken strips. Friday nights, I love their catfish dinner. It comes with two hush puppies, fries, fantastic coleslaw, some tartar sauce. They got the shrimp dinner on Friday night. Taco salad. Taco salad's good. They've got actually a good chick, uh, grilled chicken salad or chicken salad that is really good. I've had uh, strawberry cheesecake from there before. It's really good. They have quesadillas at times. Yeah, Lee Clay, you are like the encyclopedia for for Moore's Pool Room. I, I'll tell you this, Will. The amount of time I spend looking up menus is probably unhealthy, but I, I know my menus. <laughs> have you ever played pool in Moore's Pool Room? I have not. I will say this, though. Here's one thing about Pool Room I think that adds to the, the flavor. The smoke in the air just adds a little bit to it. Yeah, if you're a smoker, that's where you want to be is Moore's Pool Room. But if you're not and you just want to eat there, it's really good food. You know what, Clay? The mixture of the burger and the smoky smell, I think it would make a great cologne. (laughs) It probably would. I think it would. I think it would. So go check out Moore's Pool Room. Clay, do you have anything else? I do not, Will. All right. We always want to hear from you. If you like the show, have suggestions, or just want to give us a shout-out, we're on Twitter at Tribe 44 Podcast, Instagram under the same handle. We're on Facebook, and we also have the Mark Fudge text machine at 302-924-2244. Let us know this week if there's a petition or something out there to get a what are they called, Clay? What's that salad called? The shake-up salad. The shake-up salad or the flatbread chicken sandwich back. If there's a petition out there, if there's something, you know, if we want to start a movement, see what we can get done with that because that's really, you know, Seth gets really upset about that flatbread chicken sandwich. So we want to do that for him. He does a lot for us. But, Clay, if you don't have anything else, this has been the Tribe 44 Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of podcasting to make sure you never miss any content. And we will talk to you all later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. Matt Lawyer is a really good athlete. Matt Lawyer is a really good athlete. Matt Lawyer is a really good athlete. Matt Lawyer is a really good athlete.